0: thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Amen. Amen. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. You can give the Lord another hand. Yeah, that, that, just, that just like ended abruptly. <laughs> now, welcome everyone. It's, it's good to see you all. Uh, you can take your seats. Thank you for coming tonight. Just a few announcements before we hand over to Pastor Tony. Uh, next week will be our final service for the year. And everyone said... "Oh, We'll try that again. Next week will be our final service for the year. <laughs> but um, the kids are preparing something for us so they will there'll be a kids presentation next week uh, so that'll be awesome and we're going to have a meal as well just a time of fellowship and um, thanking God for what he's done here uh, during the year in our lives and in our families so we look forward to celebrating with you so please feel free if you feel led to bring a plate or to donate um, feel free to do that but we do look forward to uh, having that meal with you and um, I want to encourage everyone to next week find someone you haven't met before and introduce yourself and uh, encourage them uh, because we are family and, um, and so much happens in fellowship and so much happens over a meal uh, more than just sitting face to face And if you, when you read the Bible, you see so much of Jesus' life, so much of his teaching, so much of what he imparted was over a meal. There's something sacred about a meal and um, we're excited for that next week. And then the final Wednesday Wednesday night will be the 20th, which is not this Wednesday, the Wednesday after. And uh, that'll be a worship night and there'll be baptisms on that night as well. So if you haven't been baptised and you'd like to, please let us know and we'll put you on the list. And if you know someone who hasn't been baptised and you're encouraging them, let them know. Uh, but baptism is uh, an amazing step for everyone to take in their journey just to unlock that uh, that next step that God has for you uh, in your journey with Him. And baptism is, is something... W- What it signifies, it's an outward expression of an inward decision and it's being buried with Christ when you go under the water and you're raised to life with Christ as you come out of that water. Very powerful and it's not just symbolic, it is absolutely spiritual and it is absolutely powerful. So if you haven't been baptised, I encourage you to do that. Next uh The house in Brazil that everyone so generously donated towards is almost complete. They did invite Pastor Tony and Pastor Rabs to go and hand over the keys. um, But Pastor Tony did say that if he went, he would be homeless. (laughs) 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 So he decided not to. But we don't know exactly when. They will be uh, doing a big uh, event over there to hand over the keys and they will live stream it. Uh, It may be before the end of the year, it may be early in the new year, we don't know. But we will circulate the link so everyone can um, see that. And uh, yeah, thank God for for what everyone did to make that happen for that family. I think that's all from me. But uh, if you are growing and learning and receiving from Pastor Tony, why don't you make him feel welcome? Awesome.
1: Are we on, just wanted to make sure you're all awake. No, I know we're Maryland's, but that wasn't a dry boy shooting. Relax, <laughs> hallelujah! Just on, the, um, welcome everybody. Yeah. All good to be here. Yeah. We're good, yeah, sweet. Just let me just touch on what um, Dory said about that the house in uh, Brazil. It could, I don't. I can't imagine it being done before Christmas, but it might be during the break. And what we're going to do, we're going to do a Zoom link with Brazil, because of the time difference is so much different. Um, They're going to do something on a Saturday afternoon, their time. They're going to have a big party in the street. They're going to evangelize the street, and they're going to hand over the keys. And what we're going to do is, if you can, jump on, it'll be Sunday morning, our time. And then you jump on the link on Zoom. Um, I'm going to mute you. Put you all on mute. I don't need to hear, oh, look
0: at that, what's that?
1: You'll be on mute. Um, <laughs> um, and then we might say a few words, but ultimately they're going to hand over the keys to the, to the family. So we can be a part of that. Because of the time difference, we're going to try and link it up on a Sunday here, but it's just it's too much. You know, it's, it's three o'clock in the morning there now. Um, so we can participate in that. Please jump on. Don't matter where you are, you can jump on your phone. We'll send the link. Uh, stay attached to the Facebook If you're not part of the Facebook Or the Instagram or whatever Send it out to each other And it'd be really good to be a part of what they're doing there And they're doing a great festival there And, and evangelise the street So the ultimate goal, a family gets a house But the street gets Jesus And that's ultimately the goal there So it's exciting um, So you know, it's, it's something that we uh, I Want you to be a part of um, Because this is one family With Brazil and now, a family in Brazil is now not living in a three, two bed, one bedroom shack that you wouldn't put your chickens in. And now, they're going to end up living in a three bedroom house. And, um, and they can see God's love. And they know they haven't been forgotten. Amen? Amen? Amen. 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 Three people are all excited. No worries. Also, uh, just an update, we're going to show you a quick video. Um, Will and Kirsty's little boy, Ezekiel, he's obviously, a lot of people know he's off life support. You know, he's not out of the woods, he's got a few complications, but we've got a little video to show you. Because I mean, sometimes we can get bad news and pray and, and we never see the result of a prayer. And we never see the good stuff. And, and people think, well, if something bad happens to me, if I get sick or my marriage is broken up. Or, and all these things that we get and we can't see a way out. Well, sometimes we don't glorify in when God takes us out, amen? Because God is the God of miracles, amen? If you don't believe in miracles, don't believe in Jesus because He's the supernatural God that creates miracles. And I'm not talking about healing signs and wonders. I'm talking about supernatural healing in your heart and salvation. And see, the kingdom of God has been manifest to us. We live in His kingdom. Amen? So we're going to see this video. And Will's dad's here. Don't want to embarrass him, but... Uh, the grandfather of Ezekiel's here, so let's just turn our eyes to the screen and hit the lights, don't it? Yeah, just hit them all. Yeah, every button but the right one. <laughs> that <guy>? uh... <laughs> Sorry, no, you're right. Good, good girl. Good work. Hey,
0: shh, shh. I love you. I love you. Right. I miss you. Right. I've oh. been waiting for you, <laughs> mate. I love you. Hey. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, Father. We thank you and praise you right now, Lord. Hey, Amen. I love you. I love you. I miss you. Oh. I've been waiting for you, mate. I love you. Hey hey man i love you i love you thank you jesus thank you lord we give you all the glory father we thank you and praise you right now lord we give you all the glory lord thank you jesus thank you lord I
1: love that, praise god hallelujah hallelujah How good is that? It's not good? Come on, give the Lord a clap. Come on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. That kid's a preacher. Tonight, um, again, next week, the kids are singing and and uh, worshiping God for us so, so this, really, this is really the last time you're going to hear me this year sure, now you'll hear me you just, <laughs> you'll hear me before you see me but tonight I want to talk to you something that, that's really in my spirit I have preached this before but I want to go a different way with it, I really want to encourage everyone here today that if you're here, you're not here by mistake that when you hear the, the voice of the word of the Lord we need to take heed, the Bible says he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God has to say for you. And we're coming to the festive season. Uh, Sometimes this this uh, this time of year, Christmas, New Year's, family, sometimes it's good, (laughs) sometimes it's not. For some people, they can't wait for this time of year. Some people dread this time of year. I've been in ministry 21 years. And what we perceive to be good for one is not good for the other. People have come out of brokenness, come out of, of, of disaster. So sometimes when the good seasons come where you can't wait to get together is a disaster for other people. Some people don't have anyone to catch up with. So we've got to keep our, our hearts open because God has seasons, times and seasons, but God doesn't go to sleep Christmas Eve and wake up Australia Day. Because that's what seems to happen in Australia. Christmas Eve, we shut off and we're back to normal way after Australia Day when the kids go back to school. And it can be a dangerous time of season because we let ourselves go. The church is obviously having a break. Uh, We stop to fellowship. We sort of think we'll put everything on hold. And this is the greatest time to be alive in the kingdom of God, the opportunity to show Jesus. Amen. It could be the greatest time to sit with people that maybe don't like you or maybe don't understand you, and you can show them Jesus. You see, the, the message today is about the 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And I'm not going to teach it in in the parable sense, but I want to share with you that sometimes we can be producing only 30-fold in the kingdom. We can be producing 60-fold. But God's desire is for us to be producing or to walk in or to receive a hundredfold. Amen? See, not only half of Jesus died on the cross, not only uh, a, man from, uh, a man from Jerusalem died on the cross, or a rabbi died on the cross. No, no, it wasn't just a lamb. It was the lamb of God, the son of God, the sinless lamb who died on the cross. In other words, God has fulfilled the, the, the covenant, the righteous blessing of the Old Testament by sending his only son, he who knew no sin became that we can become the righteousness of God. hundredfold blessing. And in in and he says, I was listening to a guy many years ago, and he was saying that uh, about nutrition, about eating well and all that. And he says a lot of people, this guy contradicts a lot of the, the natural stuff that we hear. But what he said was a lot of people want to eat right. so they, So they plant, say, a carrot or cucumbers in their backyard and they don't use fertiliser, everything's natural and they're eating and, and he says to them, the issue isn't that they're not doing it right, the problem is that the only the seed, doesn't matter how good the seed is, if the soil hasn't got the minerals in it, hasn't got the vitamins and the minerals in the soil, you will not get the full benefit of that carrot, that cucumber, that apple and there's only certain land masses in the world that have all the minerals. And it's usually mountains where there's rivers, and then the soil has all the minerals. So the seed, although it might have the potential to give you great fruit and great vegetables, it's in the soil that it gets its minerals. In other words, the soil, and we talk about this parable, we're going to talk about this parable, the Word of God is, nothing wrong with it, is there? The Word of God is the seed. And it falls into good soil. But as, you know, if you look at the parable, let's go to Luke chapter 8 and verse 5. We'll read it and we'll go on a journey. And when a great multitude had gathered and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell on by the wayside. It was trampled down and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up with it, and it choked it. But others fell on good ground. Everyone say good ground. ground. And sprung up, and it yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried. He was, Who has an ear? Let him hear what God has to say. It's interesting. Luke quotes this parable. Everyone knows this parable. We've perhaps has taught on it in depth in the past. I'm not going down that road. But Matthew talks about it. Mark talks about it. But Luke here only says a hundredfold. The other ones say produces hundred or sixty or thirty. Let's read it just quickly in Matthew chapter 13, and verse 23, just the end bit. I just want want to take you somewhere. But he who received the seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit, and produces some a hundredfold, some 60-fold, and some 30-fold. Here, he's actually explaining what the soil means, because he spoke in a parable, Jesus. And the disciple says, Lord, you speak in all these parables, man. Why don't you just speak plainly so we can all hear you? Sometimes we can speak very plainly and you still don't hear <laughs> But he was trying to say that the keys of the kingdom or the mysteries of the kingdom is not given to everyone. But to you, I'll speak in parables so they don't understand, but you can understand. But that's a bit strange because they didn't understand. And he tells them the interpretation. That when the farmer sows the seed, he says the farmer is God. And the seed is the word of God. And you are the soil. And here it says it fell on good soil. Everyone say good soil. I want you to leave here tonight knowing that you have got good soil. But with every good soil, it needs to be dug up. It needs to be ploughed. And the weeds needs to come out. That needs to be shifted. It needs to be watered. There's so many things that needs to happen. And your soil is your heart. Your soil is your soul. Because how I perceive the word... How I receive the word and how I live out the word is very is not according to the word, it's according to you. Do you believe what the Bible says? Do you believe that you're a son and a daughter of the Most High, redeemed by the blood, set free, forgiven? Or do you have "but?" Everyone say, "but." Don't say "but" anymore. <laughs> oh, but," you don't know what I've been through. But you don't know what I've come out of. But you don't know what I've done. But I said, okay, well, if you, your butt says you don't know what I've been through, or but, or you don't know what I've done, or but you don't know my lifestyle, or but you don't know my heritage, or but you don't know, but, 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 You know what a butt does? <laughs> I don't know where you guys went. But, I think rabbits is going to disown me Execute <laughs> Execute me Delete that bit Delete that bit But But what about but God You see We believe in what the enemy And the kingdom of the enemy does And we have more faith in what he's done Than what Christ has done And Jesus is sowing the seed Into good soil And he knows that we are frail human beings that cannot comprehend the kingdom. That's why he gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, if you're not baptised in the Holy Spirit, but you confess Jesus as Lord, you're operating in 30-fold. If you know Jesus as Lord, and you know that you confess that he died on the cross, and and you call yourself a Christian, great, 30-fold. But God here, isn't it interesting that Luke doesn't mention 30 and 60, and Matthew just goes straight to hundredfold, then he says, "And there's 60, and then there's 30-fold. Now, I've been at the 30-fold. Now I don't know where I am, I'm not trying to get you to analyze where you are, but what I'm trying to say is the 30 the 60 and the 100-fold all it represents this maturity in him. I want to be like him. It's interesting that James uh, sorry, uh, Peter and John, remember when Peter and John went out and they healed, healed the beggar at the gate, beautiful? He says Peter says, gold and silver I do not have." For well, what I do have, I give unto you in the name of get up and walk. And he got up and walked hundredfold. Then they got arrested and they were forbidden. And if you read it, I don't know if I wrote it down. Anyway, if you read it, it doesn't say stop preaching about Jesus. It doesn't say stop preaching about your church. It doesn't say stop talking about what... It, it says stop preaching in the name of Jesus. There's a big difference. See, you can talk about Jesus till the cows come home. You can talk about Jesus about... You can talk about your Christianity and your, your denomination and all that. You can talk about that. But there's no power. It doesn't scare anyone. But when I, when I operate in the name of Jesus, when I operate in his name, because he says to the bloke, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. He says, gold and silver I do not have. Speaking of, I don't have money. But he had money. What was he saying when he said gold and silver? Because he wasn't asking for gold and silver. He was asking for a mite, maybe a dollar coin. And what he was saying was, <laughs> you think you need money. So you think you need money because you're begging. And, and Jesus was here. He might, he might even walk past him. I always think of that. I want to ask the Lord one day. He was at Gate Beautiful, and if you don't understand what Gate Beautiful means, it's the main gate into Jerusalem where you have to walk in to get into the courtyard of of Jerusalem. So everything happens at that gate. And deals are done at that gate. And there's merchants, and you you go in. It's it's, it's the the rite of passage into the city, into the temple, into the courtyard. So I don't think it's the first time that, that guy was there. And I said to the Lord one day, I asked him many times over the years, like when I read that, it's awesome. Peter and John prayed for him, but why didn't you heal him, Lord? I've got a thousand questions like that. <laughs> sometimes you get an answer, sometimes you get more in business. But, uh... <laughs> but, you know, isn't it, well, oh, I think it's a valid question. But one day, in, I'm not saying this is the answer, but one day in my spirit he said, I have laid the platform for you to do the work of the ministry. In other words, I'm sure Jesus walked past him. And the Bible says he did miracles. They, they, they couldn't, didn't have a book. The Apostle John says there wasn't a book big enough to write the miracles and the things he had done. You need a book bigger than the whole world. But what is written is for you to believe. So I said, Lord, one day I was... Gold and silver. Gold represents divinity. Gold doesn't rust. Gold is pure. And silver in the Bible represents redemption or not, uh, redemption or um, redemption, another word. And he says, gold and silver I do not have. See, I'm not divine to bring div- divinity and I can't give you salvation. But in the name of Jesus, he's the one that's divine, gold, and the one that saved you on the cross and died for you, silver, get up and walk, Hallelujah. And your sins are forgiven. In other words, the kingdom of God didn't just want to come to get you to heaven. Because to be honest, that's the least of good Jesus' problem. (laughs) He wanted to bring the kingdom of God to you and to be able to call you sons and daughters and to operate in his kingdom so that his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in. So what are you waiting for there? Why don't we manifest the kingdom here? We'll never be perfect in this body. And he's expecting us to do a 100-fold return. Now, it's not like a return in, I invest money, I will get 100-fold. That's not what he's talking about. In the Jewish mind, 100 represents completion. It's a full circle. Isn't it interesting when he says, a, man, a farmer, he will leave the 99 and gather the one? Now, to my Lebanese mind, why would you leave 99 and go get one? You come back to 99 all dead. That's my mind. Is it true? Think about it. That's how I I used to think. But the the, the parable is speaking about completion. You know what? I said this before and I'll say this again. I'm an evangelist at heart. You know what? There are people in this house that haven't come yet will complete the house because there's 99 here but there's one still missing. And God wants to bring his family home. And he's not satisfied that everyone can come home. Amen? and the good shepherd will go get that one and bring him back into the fold. Why? Then it's complete. Hallelujah. See, the second coming, he's coming back to make it all complete. hundredfold. Hallelujah. And we need to understand that God's word has got power. It's got, it's, you come to the Bible, is it instructions? Is it history? Is it just parables? Is it allegories? Is it religious truth? It's the word of God manifested in Jesus on the page. And if you're not reading it, don't ask me why you're not getting blessed. <laughs> <laughs> that went down like a lead balloon. Or well, let's say kumbaya, my Lord, and go home. Let's go. But I want to share something with you tonight. It's a very simple message. But sometimes we've got so much meat that we're choking. Some of us are chewing that much, you haven't swallowed enough yet. <laughs> Can I get the dental floss out? Yeah, it's stuck in my teeth. And some people are that hungry, they're eating the skewer off the lamb, You know, that's how... We want to be a people that wants, give me more, give me more, give me more. But the three... Can we go to Ecclesiastic? Did you get that? Yeah? Ecclesiastic 4.12. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a three... Fold cord is not quickly broken. I want to speak to you tonight about a three-fold cold. You are not just one person, you are a spirit with a soul that lives in a body. Amen. We worship God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That Jesus came and walked from the outer court into the inner court into the Holy of Holies. Come on, you know where I'm going with this. That unless we have this and this, unless we have. The Spirit and the water and the Word. Now we can talk about this another day, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the water is the Word of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the washing in baptism. And then we have the blood, sorry, the Spirit, the water and the blood. Some of us are walking around like we're orphans. We're walking around like there's no hope. And God says, I am the God of hope. And when we understand that the seed fell on good soil. But am I cultivating that seed? If I was to go around the room and ask you, who's had a miracle in their life? Any miracle, small miracle, big miracle, any miracle. And you you put your hand up. I reckon, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Not not you, 10, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. Well, not you, him. I think if you look in your life, God has touched you somewhere. Remember last week I said Paul was getting pricked a lot with the goads? He says, what do you keep kicking against the goads? He was saying, God, Paul, you can't keep kicking against my spirit. See, if you look deep enough, hard enough, wide enough, long enough, and look back enough, God's been on your case from the day you were born. From the day you were born! I remember when I came to Christ in that... When I, when, I, when I gave my life to Jesus and the Lord touched me with his Holy Spirit and changed my life 21 years ago, I started to, man, this is like my eye, the blinkers came off and it was like a different world out there. And God opened up the scriptures to me and I understood the love of the Father and God healed my heart from, the, from that aspect. And God started to, you know, just do a work in me. And then I started to sit there and contemplate, man, look at this, what an amazing... But then I start to think back on my life. I remember, I'll tell you a story, remember I was about 17, 18, I was doing security in, in the rocks. And I was working with my cousins and we, we used to do every Friday and Saturday night, we would patrol the streets. They want us to patrol the streets two by two in, in security form, just in the streets, so people didn't break into cars and all that sort of stuff, just to have a presence. And if there was a fight or something, we just had to ring the police. So we would do the patrol in between the streets. And I remember walking down one day with my cousins, and um, there was these guys and these weirdos were singing about Jesus at Circular Key. So I thought, let's go, let's go harass these guys a bit. So we, what are you doing, man? And they're clapping and singing Jesus. And I looked at my cousin and said, oh. <laughs> and there was one Lebanese guy there. And I thought he, he saw us. He, what are you doing? So I was just singing to the Lord, clapping. I go, oh yeah, so what he's believing. He started sharing the gospel with us. And we're just being, lack of a better word, smart butts. We're <laughs> just mocking this guy. Oh yeah, yeah. But I was intrigued. I was seven, I go, so what did your family do? Oh, look, you know, they didn't understand. My dad tried to kill me. He tried to kick me out. i thinking, oh, and you're still doing this stuff? Anyway, he shared the gospel. I can't remember what he said, but... I remember leaving, and we're talking these idiots. Little did I know God had placed a seed in my heart. And I remember another time I went to a Bible study in another church, and, and somebody that was there was arguing with the priest, and and then thought, what a weirdo of a person! But everything she said, another seed fell in my heart. Then I look at sometimes in the night, as a little kid, I had a lot of fear, a little insecurity. As a as a teenager, you wouldn't have known that, but uh, I did. And God would speak to my heart and settle my heart, but I didn't know it was God until later God reminded me of all the times he was there that I didn't know he was there. And I think back and I think, I would love to meet that God that I mocked in circular key. (laughs) Because I said, hey brother, I'm a weirdo just like you now. (laughs) And you know that God's on your case. And I love to share this, you know, sometimes that what you're going through now is not the end of you. It's pushing you to your destiny. See, Joseph, who remembers Joseph in the Old Testament with, with the dream coat? Tele- yeah, I've shared this before. Eh? His father made him a coat of many colours. And the Bible says that Joseph loved him more than the other kids. <laughs> Imagine reading that. Yeah. Well, the Bible does say he was old in age and he was the youngest kid. So how many who's got the young kids are always the spoiled brats? Are you? Anyone here is the youngest kid in their family? Put your hand up. I want to see. Spoiled, 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 spoiled brat over here. You're not the youngest. But Joseph had a call of God on his life. And the Bible says that he made him a a tunic of many colors. So God gave him this uh, uh, ability to interpret dreams. He was getting dreams and he was telling his brothers about these dreams and that he'll have authority over them one day. Then he told his parents that I have this dream. And they go, what are you? We're we going to bow down to you. And they got so angry with him. And what they do? What they do to Joseph? What did they do to him? They sold him to slavery. They ripped that cloak off. They ripped it up and dipped it in a goat's blood and went back to his father and says, right, wild beast killed your son. And, but what they had done, they were going to kill him. They put him in a pit to kill him. And then Judah cries out and says, no, let's sell him. So they sold him to the uh, Ishmaelites. He ended up in Egypt Imagine Joseph now 17, 18 year old boy Getting these visions and dreams Very, He thought he was special Anointed by God And now he's been sold To slaves By his own brothers He's on his way to He ends up at Potiphar's. Just to, to summarise it He ended up at Potiphar's house Potiphar was a, a ruler of Egypt And he, he saw favour on Joseph's life He saw Job says, now Joseph ends up being a servant to him and running and overseeing his whole household. So now he's gone from being a son that's loved by the father, sold into slavery by his brothers, and now he's now serving a foreign king, a foreign in a foreign kingdom, serving a man looking after his own affairs. And there's another issue. So now he had a cloak, yeah? He had a, a jacket, he had a coat. That was stripped off him. Something that he was anointed with by his father and by God. Sometimes you have received an anointing by God and what you're going through now feels like someone stripped it off you. But all it is, is trying to take you to the next destination that you're meant to go. Come on. See, that was a 30-fold. That was producing 30-fold. Because all he would have ever done was tell his brothers and sisters, tell his uh, dad about what God was doing. But God needed him to tell the world about what he was about to do. So now he's in Potiphar's house, he's serving Potiphar, he's faithful, he's been promoted, he's got favour. And now Potiphar's wife decides to like him. And she approaches him, every day, approach him, approach him. He doesn't want to borrow this. And finally, she says, come and lay with me. He says, listen, I can't sin against my master and sin against my God. What a man, there was no law that thou shalt not commit adultery yet. Or fornication. What was in this man's heart? He says, I can't sin and betray my master, who was a foreign Egyptian master, not in his kingdom, but he, he, he had honour. He says, I can't do that, unto my God. So he tried to run. The Bible says flee from sexual immorality. It doesn't say bind it, loosen it, pray for it, drink oil, get the holy water, splash it. Run! And they look back. Remember a kid once, I thought someone was chasing me and I ran for my life and I ran and I ran and someone saw me running he goes what a good kid he's training for the footy and, uh, and when he told me man you were sprinting at 10 o'clock at night what are you doing they go bro I thought someone was chasing me <laughs> there was no one chasing me bro. I was, <laughs> she grabs his cloak she strips him of his see he's gone from 30 fold to 60 fold now yeah he's in the pot of his house She takes that cloak off him now. And now where is he? In the pit again. Now he's in jail for trying to assault Potiphar's wife, one of the the rulers of Egypt. He's got power and authority, and he has got no say, no lawyer. You're in. Now he's in prison. He's in prison for a good. He was 18, and then he sold it. He was 30. So they reckon around 10 years. 10 years. Someone can fact check me there because, you know. They're googling now. If Antoine was here, he'd be fact-checking me. And now he's in prison. All hope gone. I've got these dreams and these visions that God gave me. I've experienced a miracle in my life. I've touched Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour. I'm talking to you and me now. And I'm in a church family and I'm growing and God's done mighty wonders in my life, but I can't seem to get to where I'm meant to go or I can't seem to be stable or things are breaking down in my life. I can't seem to love anymore. I hate what's my life. Lo- All these things. And then, but you know what? I don't read anywhere in the scripture that Joseph winged once. Now, some of us will leave this church tonight or this building and complain that it was too hot. And some will complain that it's too cold. It's like the three little bears, this is too hot, but this is just right. I love it, it's just right. So I'm preaching, I've got the microphone, you just have to sit there and get on, freeze. All right, Becky? He's in jail now. And obviously a lot of you know the story, but I know there's a lot of faces I don't know, that might not know the story. Then there's two other people now get thrown in prison with him. The butler and the baker of, the, of Pharaoh. And they have these bad dreams. They have, both have a dream. And then when Joseph now is in prison. You would think by that time, I've had enough of this gift that God gave me. I've had enough of this anointing. You call me a man of God. And I've had enough because all it's done is got me into trouble. And now he comes out and straight away and says, I'll tell you your dream. All right, tell us told one of them that he's going to get out, one's going to die. And that's exactly what happened. The one that didn't get out, he ended up dying. He got executed. But the one that got out was the butler. And he says to the butler, listen to me, he says to the butler, when you get out and go back to your job in the palace, please don't forget me. Tell Pharaoh what happened. What does he do? Forgets him. Until Pharaoh has a dream and he didn't know what it meant and it disturbed him. And he goes up to his soothsayers and his sorcerers and his magicians and his spiritual guidance people. Spiritual guidance people. You know, like people that go and see people uh, that are spiritual. I can't believe how many Christians go and see witchcraft doctors and new age believers and people that do hocus pocus and we have the blood of Jesus on a cross that will set you free by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's phenomenal how many people get seduced by the devil in white clothing. And here, he's got all these people around him. He says, now, I had a dream. It's disturbing me. Tell me. And he says, well, tell us your dream, king, and we'll tell you the dream. He goes, no. You tell me what I I dreamt. He goes, no one can do that. He says, just tell us your dream, and we'll tell you what the interpretation is. He goes, no. Tell me what I dreamt. If you truly have the spirit, tell me what I dreamt. He goes, no one can do that. Then the butler hears it and says, King, there was a guy in jail. This is what happened and now I'm out. He goes, he could probably do it. So he sends for, he sends for Joseph. They clean him up, comes in front of the king. Says, I hear you can interpret dreams. And look what he says. People listen to me, listen very hard. He didn't say yes. He didn't say, he says, God can only interpret the dream. In other words, when he was 18, look what I can do. But now he's been broken 30-fold, stripped 60-fold, stripped. Now he's going to walk into the 100-fold anointing. And you know what he says? He doesn't take any credit. He says, God is the only one that can do. See, only God can heal you. Come on, somebody. Only Jesus can save you. Only the Holy Spirit can baptize you in his power. It's not man, it's God. Hallelujah. Praise God, little fella. This guy, he's my favorite guy. Yeah, Yeah. Ice cream for you today. Ice cream. We don't feed him ice cream. Tonight he's having ice cream. And now he says, Go God. And now he stands in front of the king and tells him his dream. Tells him he's going to have seven years of, um, of, of blessing. And then there's going to be seven years of famine. So you should put aside in the blessed times. Put aside so we could feed your people when the famine hits. And you have enough to sell to others. Come on. God is the head and not the tail. No matter if there's a famine out there, no matter if interest rates hit 30%, no matter if every war starts, God is our provider, amen. And we need to be obedient to the Spirit of God. There's nothing in this world you can hold on to because they just take it off you. But see, if your peace is based on this world, they take your peace. But if you're based on Jesus, they can never take Jesus off you. And now he gets in front of Pharaoh, and now look what he's done. He's become, with so much favour, he's become the right-hand man of Pharaoh, basically the second most powerful man in the world now because Egypt at that time was the most powerful kingdom in the world and now he's sitting at the right hand of Pharaoh and now fast forward, a famine hits the land and now Jacob and his sons, Joseph's brothers are looking for food, they heard there's food in Egypt, they come and then he sees his brothers, they didn't recognise him but he recognised them Finally, he reveals himself, and they absolutely fell to the ground. And thought, This is Joseph. Is that you, Joseph? He's going to kill us. He says, I'm not going to kill you. Look, listen to me. He says, I'm not going to kill you. He says, But what you meant for evil, God's going to turn for good. He goes, Get up, go get my brother, Benjamin. There's so much to unpack there, but this is a prototype of Jesus. Jesus himself came. He came born of a virgin, 30-fold. He went to the cross, 60-fold. And he rose again, 100-fold. Come on. He's, he, he came, listen to me. He came, Jesus, and was sold by his brothers, his people. He came to his own and his own rejected him, the Jews. He was put in a pit. Jesus went into the pit of hell. He rose again on the third day. Where is Jesus right now? Seated at the right hand of the Father. Just like Joseph, he's given us power and authority to rule and reign. There might have been a day of darkness, seven years of darkness, because we can unpack this. But all I want to encourage you today, if you allow God, the Holy Spirit, like he said last week, to work on your heart, guess what? That seed that was sown maybe last week, maybe now, maybe two years ago, it's still in you. And if you get your heart right, guess what? You start to see something sprout out of your heart. You start to see something growing out of your heart. You start to see. You start to walk in the manifest presence of God. Then you don't have to talk about Jesus anymore. You walk like Jesus. You can be touch people like Jesus. It's so simple, yet we make it so hard. The question I have for you: If I sow a seed, a natural seed in the soil that's awesome let's say the soil is the best soil in the world and the seed is the greatest seed from in the world but I never watered it will it ever grow if it doesn't see sun will it ever grow if I allow the weeds to choke it will it ever grow see a lot of people in this room have, back, have got a promise from God you know there's a promise on the inside of you God doesn't call you and doesn't give you place something on the inside of you I'm not talking about ministry I'm talking about who you are in him and yet it looks like it doesn't want to grow or it looks like I don't understand how it to grow it looks like the cares of the world are choking it everything that parable says but I'm here to tell you today if you allow the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to water that seed it's going to grow it's going to grow let every man be a liar God can never lie he is true, amen stop looking at your circumstances and start looking at God see when I hear but I want to hear, from now on, when you hear, oh, you don't understand what I've been through, all time, but, I want you to hear you say, but God. Because there's so many scriptures, but God came through. But God intervened. But God rich in mercy and love. But God, by sending his own son. Listen, you want to stay in misery? That's your problem. But I, want, I choose to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of Peace. He's my Lord, He's my Savior. He thinks about me 24 hours, seven days a week. You, you know what? I, I love how people think, you reckon God can see me? But when you sin, you blame the devil, so He must have saw you before God. We well, just got it all back to front, man. Don't let your emotions rule your life. Just quickly on 30, 60, 100 fold. Revelation chapter 19, verse 13. Jesus, this is speaking about Jesus' second coming. It says he wore a robe dipped in blood, and the Torah was the word of God. He wore a robe speaking of his righteousness, dipped in blood. He was righteous and gave us his righteousness by dying on a cross, blood, and then he was the word of God manifest. Jesus is the word that became flesh. In one John, it talks about little children, young men and old men, speaking of babes to mature. Jesus was born from a virgin in a manger, 30-fold. He died on the cross, 60-fold, but he resurrected, 100-fold. We go from Passover, the cross, Pentecost, when the first fruits of his resurrection, when the Holy Spirit fell on the church, and then there's tabernacles. See, if we stay baptised in the Holy Spirit in the upper room like the disciples, they would have loved to stay in the upper room for the rest of their life. They actually wanted to stay in the upper room for the rest of their life. Persecution came and all the disciples had to spread across the world to preach the gospel. Why? It wasn't meant to stay in a room, in an upper room. Uh, let me say it this way. It wasn't meant to stay just for you and your family or your denomination. We are meant to go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is great here. We're learning. We're growing. But God, is, 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 if we don't understand what God has called us to do, And I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about you being the light of the world. Because some people are very good to be good Christians on Sunday and Wednesday. But the rest of the week say, Sunday you're a saint. And Monday, you're not a saint. (laughs) Sunday, I'm I'm cleared, man. My mind is alert. And Monday comes, back to normal. Is he speaking to someone? It's a very simple message. We have the outer court. We have the inner court. We have the Holy of Holies. We have the spirit, soul and the flesh. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. See, if I do not, listen to me, hear me out. If I, all I do is walk in the flesh and in my soul, that's only two chords. You know your flesh can do nothing except get you in trouble. You know your soul, if it's not redeemed, gets you in more trouble. You get emotional. You get uh, you, get, you get caught up. It's all about you and what you're missing out on and where you're going and what you're doing. And look, don't misunderstand me. We're all human beings. We are emotional creatures. But at what point are we allowed to hold the Holy Spirit to grow on the inside of us? You see, he's not... See, how can I say it this way? In order for me to walk in a hundredfold, which means the perfection, I need to believe what Jesus already said about me, what he's done for me, and how he's empowered me. See, what comes out of your mouth when disaster hits you? Does it, do you, when something comes against me, please, I'm just like you. We have our issues, we have our problems, but I would love to say to you, 95.99% of the time, even in my disaster, I say amen, not oh me. I have to say amen according to your will. Because sometimes my disasters, or what I perceive to be a disaster, has pushed me into my destiny. True? True. Sometimes if you haven't gone through what you're going through, you wouldn't be sitting here. But see, why do we need a disaster to push us into where God wants us? It can happen, but that's not God's best. God's best is Jesus came, Jesus died, and Jesus rose again. Put your faith and trust in me, and I will give you rest. You see, I don't know what you're going through. Everyone's, many people here. I don't know what you're going through but i tell you one who does and if all you have to do is sit with him some people need to repent some people need to forgive some people need to get off the high horse some people need to think, stop you know the biggest trouble I had when God moved in my life I thought this is it man let's go power of the Holy Spirit and God was trying to teach me other things but no 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 power of the Holy Ghost don't worry about that power of the Holy Ghost until I fell and then he goes I've been trying to get you for a while he doesn't take away the power of the Holy Spirit he's trying to get you into the place of his fellowship most of your problems will fall off if you understand who you are in Christ because he is desiring to love on you he who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I can tell you this now. Hear my, heart. hear my heart. I love people. We serve people. Those with children. Those who are married, children, whatever. What's happening in your home is not my fault or Rabbi's fault or Dorian's fault. We will come and pray. We'll bring God what God's given us anoint. But listen to me. You are the head of your home. If you are out of order, we can come and pray. and fix. But if you don't get into order, it's going to be a round circle. You have authority over your children. Husbands and wives have authority over their children. Husband has a wife and authority over their hu- wife. Wife submit to you. All these things. They're not because dictatorship. They're trying to get us into order so God's blessing can flow straight through the family. Don't listen to Oprah. That moron of a person, seducing most of the world into chaos and sending people to hell. But she's funny. I'm funny. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Am I in trouble now? That's it. No more Oprah for you. That's my wife, by the way. She doesn't watch Oprah. Foxtel, footy, alright, but not Oprah. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say here, guys? We, we put more weight on celebrities and on TV shows and on TikTok. More weight on what they say than what the Word of God says. It saddens me. saddens me. We never enter into His rest because of that. And yet God has given us... God has not given... It's like me, where's DJ? It's like me saying to DJ, I taught DJ how to paint, and I said, all right, DJ, now you're a, you're a tradesman, here's a toothbrush and a toilet brush, go paint that wall. I need a, I need a roller. I need, I go to... No, no, I gave him the tools and the equipment to paint that wall. What makes us think God called us into the kingdom and hasn't given us the tools to defeat the enemy? But we don't know how to use them. Because we're still waiting for, the devil's here! Where's Rabs? Call Rabs quick. Call Dorian quick. Don't call Tony, he just talks too much, but we'll call the other ones. Come on, let's be honest. Call us, we're here for you, we love you. We want to... But at what point are you going to grow up and fight? Stand... You don't have to fight the devil, you have to stand firm on what Jesus already did at the cross. He's already defeated. But if you open the door and let him in... <laughs> That's your fault. But sometimes we don't know how to fight because we were weary. We've been beaten up a bit too much. And I, need to just, I just need to be refreshed. Yeah, that's a great place for that. See, the Holy Spirit's called the comforter as well. See, you don't just get the spirit of truth. You get the comforter. You get the helper. You get his presence. You get everything at once. And then you can walk in him. And I can go on to be going through hell. I used to ask God... For, when I'm going through hell and I preach that people got saved people are happy you're the best bloke and I walk out depressed in my car I go, what's going on? He goes, it's not about you it's about me. I've been there where I think I've got nothing left and yet God brings you up a little bit more. If you haven't worked it out the devil's coming after your kids. He's coming after the teenagers. He's coming after marriages. He's coming after fathers. He's coming after mothers. And he's using the church to do it. Or churches. Or religious activity. or you know, We can go all day. What I'm here to tell you today is that God has given us a hundredfold blessing. How about we start walking in it? The first one is you need need to know that you're loved by the Father in heaven. Once you understand you're loved and you know you've got backup, nothing can phase you. And your prayer life changes. Hello, for those who pray. Your prayer life changes. It's no more about the wish list or the Christmas shopping list or get rid of that guy out of my life list. Get rid of that girl out of my life list. It's about, Father, let your kingdom come and your will. What do you want me to do today? And guess what? He'll speak. You know, the the funny thing is, people go to me, I'm going to spend time with the Lord. And when he speaks, they get scared. He asked me to do something. Well, do it. But I'm not going to do that. Why not? He goes, because I can't do that. Did he ask you to do it? He goes, yeah. Is he God? Yeah. Did he ask you to do something you couldn't do? No. Do it. He goes, I can't. Why not? And we go around the circle again. Go and do what he's called you to do. The fight is real. On one hand, Jesus made a, made a public spectacle of the devil. He beat him, disarmed him and broke him. And, but guess what? His head's cut off. Now his body's going crazy and he's trying to take out as many as he can. And we start thinking, man, how many times have you got yourself in some sort of trouble and you knew it was your fault, no one else's? Me. I look back and I think, man, why did I entertain that? Why did I go there? Why did I put... Come on, man. Get your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, I don't have the faith for that. Then put your eyes on Jesus, because he's the beginning and the end of my faith. I don't have faith for that. But yeah, if Jesus, you're in Christ, you're a new creation. I don't have faith. No, 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 just sit at the feet of Jesus and watch him fight the battle for you. Are you willing to submit to him? That's the million-dollar question today. Joseph got pushed from place to place. In the, you know, you know if, if, if he just stayed with his father, if the disciples just stayed in the upper room, if Jesus just came and told you, you know, repent, John the Baptist isn't enough. No, no, no. God has taken us to the fullness of his gospel. It's the full gospel, amen? The full gospel, amen? amen. Let's believe the gospel, not tradition not what your parents said, not what your grandparents said. If they're, not, if they're Christians, praise God, believe them. But I believe in the Word of God. I'm not phased by what I see. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by the Word of God. If you don't know the Word, how do you live your life? Because I want the peace of God in my life, amen? I don't want to know about Him. Because they never got kicked out of the temple for talking about Jesus. They didn't go or or preaching a doctrine about Jesus or historical narrative about Jesus. They got kicked out because they preached in his name. What does that mean? Miracles were happening. People were getting saved. People were getting healed. People were getting set free. They didn't like that. Because listen, the free you get, the more people don't like you. People love you to be bound. Some people love you to be codependent on them. People love you to stay in your little environment and never break out. But God's ready to break us out of this rubbish that we set a hole in and because God has got us such a more. There's a harvest out there waiting to happen and He needs you and me to do it. Amen? Hallelujah. Give him the Lord a clap. Eh? Honestly, very simple message. Very simple message made very, very hard. And God's word does not return void. You are in the word, you'll never return void. Every single one here. God sees the potential. See, you can have the music going, AJ, if you want. We're going to close up. In a seed, if I could get a seed now, a mustard seed, a pumpkin seed, a seed for an apple tree or an orange tree, how big is it? Huh? Very small. Even the, the one that, you know, the pumpkin seeds that we eat, the levers, uh, <laughs> you know. How big is it? <laughs> that little seed, it's about that big, yeah? Yeah? Talk to me, yeah? If I go get a gum tree, I want to plant a gum tree, the seed's that big, I put it in the ground and come back 10, 15, 20 years later, man, look how high that tree is. Where did that tree come from? A little seed that big. See, the potential in that seed is that's more. The pattern inside that, if you plant a gum tree, you're not gonna get an apple tree. True? It's not gonna evolve. It's an apple tree, an orange tree, a cucumber. It's a so if I plant a seed, this little thing, little seed, can't hardly see it. I put my glasses on to see it. Yeah, I can put it in the ground. Come back 10, 15, 20 years, whatever the tree is, and it grow to its Full potential because the pattern and the destiny of that tree is in the seed. You know that inside you, you might look in the mirror and say, oh, I'm a nobody, I'm busted, you don't know my life. But you know what? Inside you, there's greatness because God put that seed on the inside of you. I can put a gum tree seed, an apple tree seed, and then dig it up. I can let it grow and then chop it out and uproot it and kill it. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to uproot, he wants to dissect, he wants to. But guess what? God wants to make it grow. Inside every single one, inside every single one of you has been predestined inside you. I'm not saying you're predestined to do it, but inside you there's a pattern on the inside you that God's already placed and he needs you to come into agreement with him to make it come to pass. I say to young people all the time when they break up, boyfriend, girlfriend, disaster. I say to them, you think it's the end of the world, but it's not. Because in right you, there's the greatness inside you. What you think is a disaster today could be your future tomorrow. Joseph thought it was over. But it wasn't over. The disciples thought Jesus in the, dying on the cross, it was over. Peter was scared. St. Peter was scared. He goes, oh my God, they've killed him. I've denied him. He's gone. We spent three and a half years with him. We saw him raise the dead. We saw him cast out demons with blind eyes open. He walked on the water. He's gone. It's over. What did Peter say? What are we going to do, Peter? They all came to Peter. What are you going to do? Peter was their leader. What are we going to do, Peter? What are we going to do? Come on, tell us. Peter says, I'm going fishing. We well, you know, you, you know what that means? I'm just going back to my old lifestyle. I'm a fisherman. That's all I know. I'm going back to that. You know, sometimes when things don't go wrong, we'll go back to our lifestyle. We'll go back to what we know. Then Jesus appears from the grave. Look at this. Isn't it interesting? They thought he was gone, finished, all over. Peter, and the Bible says when he rose from the dead, he appeared to them. And he says, now wait for the promise to come. Listen to me. They saw the risen Christ. And now he's going back to heaven. He says, better that I go so I can send you the Holy Spirit. Peter, still scared of the Jews. But Peter, Lord, where are you going? Still scared of the Jews. Then they're all together, 120, and they walk to the upper room. Still scared of the Jews. And then they shut the door, close the door. The Jews are outside, they might get us. Still scared of the Jews. But when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he got to open that door. And he preached to 3,000 Jews. And they came to Christ. What happened? He was a chicken two minutes ago. Now he's preaching to this very people. They're going to try and kill him. Why? The power of the Holy Spirit. He hasn't left us as orphans, people. I'm a chicken today. In my own strength, I'm a chicken. But in his strength, hallelujah. And if you're weak, guess what? He is strong. And 3,000 Jews came to Christ that day. 3,000. How many is here? 1, 2, 3, 10, 20, about 100 people here. 100 people. That day, 3,000 religious, fanatical, pharisaical... Jews from all around the world gave their life to Jesus. And look what they said. He goes, they will cut the heart. Peter preached the gospel to them and they cut the heart. And they go, men, what shall we do? The Bible says they asked all of the disciples, what shall, we do? What, shall we do? what shall we do? What shall we do? What shall we do? What shall we do? He says, repent and be baptized for the remission of sin. Repent and be baptized. That's why we have baptisms. Repenting to be baptized. I can't baptize you. Jesus baptizes you. You need to repent and make a decision to go into that water for Jesus. Amen and you'll come out just like Peter full of the Holy Spirit, full of fire and you don't have to no longer talk about Jesus you can manifest Jesus they see Jesus in you and I'll finish with this if I have Jesus I have everything you might need healing in your body you might need restorations in your family you might need a job, you might need provision You you might have been rejected you might be addicted, whatever it is we can pray for those things. But the biggest thing, do you have Jesus? Do you have Jesus? If I have Jesus, I have everything. If I have Jesus, I have everything. Do I have Jesus? Or do I have the 30-fold? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My ancestors, my grandfather was a bishop. Yeah, yeah, I came from a country. Jesus walked on La. The first wedding was, I heard it all. All right, 30-fold. Oh, yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. And he got me through. 60-fold. But until I can speak about Jesus, that's 60-fold. But I want to speak through Jesus. I want to manifest. I want to stand firm. And no matter what someone says to me, I don't care what you think of me, man. Jesus is my all in all. He's my all in all. I don't care what you say, what you think, what I should do, what I do. I don't care. I don't care what I think about myself. I deny, Jesus denies my denial. When I deny him in many different ways, he denies my denial because how much he loves me. It's like, man, you still love me after I've denied you? Peter, three times. I still love you, Peter. Feed my sheep. We've got to get to a point, people, that we are strong and rooted and grounded in what we believe in. And we believe that Christ is our all in all. Has to be him. Otherwise, hell is waiting for us. God doesn't send anyone to hell. Yeah. Read the scripture. I'm rooted in grab, which means I'm anchored in the love of the Father. And if you don't know him today as Lord and Saviour, you don't know him like that. So you might know him from a distance, but I want you to know him personally like I know him. Because if everyone here, raps can testify to this, Dorian can testify to this, if he's all left today, I we're sick of these people, we will still be rooted and grounded in the love of God. Because we don't do this to have numbers. We do this because God called us to do this, to walk alongside you. But whether you're here or you don't hear, we love you, we want you to be here, we here does not faze me, because I'm rooted and grounded in his love. Because if everyone leaves, he will never leave you. If I'm in the pit, he will never leave me. Because he loves me. And he loves you. Can we stand? I just want to get that point across that stop listening to the lies of the world and the lies of the devil and the lies of your past and start listening to the truth of God's word. He is the truth and nothing but the truth. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. That doesn't just mean get to heaven. No man can come into the presence of God On this earth or in the earth to come, or the the kingdom to come, unless it's through him. What does it mean by through him? (laughs) Jesus is the door. Now, if I was to walk up to Dorian and say, you're the door, and I walk into him, I'm not going to get very far. I'm going to knock him. But when I die in Christ... When I'm buried in Christ, hello somebody, when I died in Christ, I'm buried in Him, I become like Him, and then the door opens because I'm in Him, I walk through Him into the Father's presence. He is the door. Any man be in Christ is a new creation. Hallelujah. Someone needs to hear that. I don't get into the Father's presence with Jesus, I get into the presence through Jesus. Jesus, I've been crucified with Christ. How? He died 2,000 years ago. But the Bible says, I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I live, but Christ lives in me. How did I get to, how did I, come on Lord, help me out here. I grew up in Parramatta. My mind doesn't work like that. But when I put my faith and trust, I bow my knee to the Lord Jesus. I put my faith and trust in him. Guess what? It was like at that very moment that I was on the cross with him and my sins were paid for by him. In other words, Jesus on the cross, listen to me, Jesus on the cross, hands are held up. The tree, the post, comes from heaven down to earth. The son of man from heaven put on the bodysuit of Adam, the son of earth. Jesus, Adam was made from the dust of the earth. Then he stretched out his hands and he took Adam Sins and from Adam to now and to future, I'll grab them all at the cross. So if any man be in Christ is a new creation, I've been crucified with Christ. If I'm crucified in him, the Bible says I'll be buried. Guess what? I rise with him. If I'm in him, I can walk into the Father's presence. Because he's the door. Hallelujah. See, I don't walk in with my own efforts, I walk in with his efforts. And my sins are washed because of the blood of Jesus and I can walk freely to the throne of grace because of the blood of Jesus. That's how much Jesus loves me, that he was willing to go and die on a cross 2,000 years ago. It wouldn't have mattered if no one believed except one person. Justin, if if you're the only one in history that believed, it was worth it. Mary, if you're the only one that believed, it was worth it. It was worth it, boy. Because the father loved his children so much he wanted to bring them home. And whatever the cost, he was willing to pay. And he paid that cost. But thankfully many have believed. Amen? 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 Amen. See, he's not, the God of, he's not just my God. He's our father. He's the God of the generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And he's the God of Tony, AJ and his sons. Why? It's not about the sons. It's about the lineage that we leave behind us. And the minute I get my eyes fixed on Jesus, He fixes up my lineage, my family. And you know what? You can change the whole destination of your lineage for hundreds of years if you get into the loins of Jesus. Remember He pressed the the thumb in the thigh last week? Speaks of... He made a covenant. He says, put your hand under my thigh. Well... It's a bit deeper than that. It's under the thigh, upside, up the groin area where the reproduction system is. Why? That's where the loins are. In other words, if you press it there, you become my bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You come out of my loins and the history of your lineage now will come through me just like Jesus would come from his bloodline one day and redeem mankind out of Abraham's blood. You want to restore your family? Restore the curses of your children? Get into alignment with Jesus right now. And he promises you that he'll bless you. He promises you. Father, we thank you for tonight. You're speaking to everyone's spirit tonight. It's not by my words, but it's by your spirit. Your word does not return void. You're the God that loves, you're the God that heals, but you're the God that saves. You are the God of miracles, you're the God of our salvation. In God all will trust in whom will I fear. He loves you. He can restore your life. He can put you back on path. He can empower you to overcome. He is the conqueror and we are more than conquerors. We've got to fix our eyes on Him. Oh, precious Jesus. I was sharing with a young guy this week and explaining the cross to him and I said... He was disfigured unto human recognition in Isaiah. In other words, no one could look at him. He looked disgusting on the cross because they whipped him and they bashed him so bad he was a piece of flesh on that cross. The Bible says they hid their face for him. They despised the shame and guilt. And he did it for you and did it for me. There was no other way. There's no other way. And the only way to get into his presence is to bow your knee to the lordship of Jesus. The Bible says he who believes in his heart and confesses from his mouth that Jesus Christ came, died on the cross and rose again, shall be saved. It's a promise. He promises you salvation. And it's not just going to heaven. Salvation means zozo. The Greek means body, soul and spirit. If you're sick, he can heal you. If you're demon possessed, he can deliver you. If you're broke, He can prosper you. If you're broken, He can fix you. It's not a half-truth. It's the fullness of the hundredfold blessing. But you've got to make that decision today. And the Holy Spirit's drawing you tonight. Repent of your sin. Stop holding it. Stop justifying it. Stop running away from it. There's no sin too great that Jesus cannot forgive you from. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, for your loving grace tonight. You are worthy of all praise. I thank you, Lord, that you would bless every individual here tonight. Bless them in the holiday season, Father, that you would have their hand upon them, that they would manifest the light of the gospel, the kingdom of God will manifest through them. That no weapon formed against my friends and family shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against them, we condemn for they are the heritage of the Lord. They walk in their upright identity in Christ. Jesus has risen and gone before them. The blood of Jesus speaks louder than any situation. And I thank you, Father, let the cloud by day and the fire by night follow my brothers and sisters. Too. Let it burn in their hearts that they are good soil and just need time for the Holy Spirit to cultivate. To, to dig up, to, 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 to plow in. Don't grab on hopelessness and grab onto the hope of the Lord. Because my hope is in the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen? So, Father, I thank you for everyone here tonight. I ask a blessing upon every person here man, woman, and child. Because you fulfilled the three chord, you became prophet, priest, and king. He fulfilled all those Old Testament roles. He was a prophet, he was a priest, and he was a king. He's the great high priest. And the amazing thing, he knows what we're going through because the Bible says he can recognize it and, and he can understand what we've been through. We have a high priest that can be familiar for what we've been through. He's the great high priest. And he's waiting for you to come to him tonight. Don't delay. Because you're not guaranteed another second on this earth. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your wonderful grace. And I thank you for your anointing. That while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We loved him because he first loved us. And laid down his life for us. And God is speaking to people's hearts right now. And there's a season coming for some of you that you need to lay down your life for him. There may be a price you have to pay, but pay it anyway. We're good to tell other people to lay down their life, but when God asks us to lay down your own life, lay it down. Lay down what you think, what you believe, what you, what you want, what you don't want. Lay it down so he can put life into you. Because what he has for you is a lot greater than what you think. We're coming into a season to glorify Jesus' name. You can be the light in darkness. And I thank you, Father. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for this family. Because we are a family. Christianity is never meant to be a religion. It's meant to be a family. And Lord, we are your children here tonight. And we receive what the spirit of grace has for us. And I thank you for the Father's heart. Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. For some of you tonight, you need to know who the Father God is and your hearts will be healed in Jesus' name. He loves you. He doesn't want nothing from you but your life. (laughs) Often say, you know, come and give Jesus, you know, invite him into your heart, give your heart to Jesus. No, no, no. He wants our whole life. Come as you are and let the Spirit of grace do a work in you. We thank you, Father. We declare Jesus Christ is Lord. We declare Jesus Christ is Lord over our life, over this ministry, over every family member here. And Father, that you have risen and gone before us and you've seated us in heavenly places with you so we can manifest your kingdom. Lord, we never take you for granted and we honour you and we give you praise. And we thank you, Father. We thank your Holy Spirit. Oh, I can sense his love here tonight. If you agree, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. The floor is open if you want prayer. But please, just mm, God's presence in your life. Treat it as sacred. And we love you. Have a blessed week. We'll see you Wednesday. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.